And we're joined on the line now by Mohammed Nala of NetBank Capital. Good morning, Mohammed. Morning, Sakina. Morning to the listeners. So, Mohammed, a risk aversion in the wake of what we saw this weekend? Yeah, I think, in, in fact, absolutely horrible in terms of what we've seen this weekend. I mean, words just can't describe it. But, you know, the market sentiment had actually been a bit softer even prior to the news of, of the terror attacks in Paris. I mean, we had had the market reacting in an adverse manner towards commentary from the Fed uh, late last, or, in fact, Fed speakers late last week. That had markets distinctly on the back foot. And then, literally, I, I do think that these, these Paris attacks just exacerbate a problem in terms of a market that was already scared. Uh, but it, it, it's basically, I guess, the straw that breaks the, that breaks the camel's back. We saw that rand push to yet another record low uh, on the back of some of that risk aversion. But also we're seeing it filter through from uh, the U.S. close into the Asian open this morning. And undoubtedly, I think that risk aversion will certainly continue uh, for, 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 for at least today's trading session, if not a little while longer. And then uh, also uh, just looking at uh, the other things uh, that we are seeing, the RAND and uh, the impact of all of this on the RAND. Yeah, I mean, if we have a look at that RAND, the RAND, unfortunately, has been a bit on, on the back foot. Uh, now, I was pretty hopeful on a technical basis, at least, that we could have seen that RAND uh, if it had held the levels we had seen around Thursday last week, that I would have liked to have seen that RAND push back into the 13th. Unfortunately, that 14 RAND figure, uh, the round figure on the RAND, has proved to be a bit of a psychological boundary, uh, and that RAND on this part of risk aversion is certainly looking distinctly quite weak. It pushes to yet another record low. Uh, and the bad news for me, Sakina, is that you know this obviously uh, will weigh quite heavily in terms of the Reserve Bank's deliberations this week. We do have the market uh, with their eyes on the Saab decision on, on Thursday. Mm. Uh, and if we can just unpack that really quickly for the listeners. I mean, up until this recent bout of risk aversion that pushed the RAND, I still believe that the Reserve Bank had some scope to keep rates on hold at this particular meeting. Uh, I must say that the probability of a hike at, uh, at this week's meeting has escalated simply on the back of the fact that inflationary pressures uh, behind the scenes here seem to be building a little bit. It is related to uh, some short-term developments, and I'm still hopeful that the Reserve Bank will look through some of these shorter-term developments. Uh, I think they've got scope to at least delay the, the, the next hike. Uh, instead of going with it this week, uh, they could possibly push it out to, to January, uh, but it is really quite finely balanced at this point in time. From your lips to their ears. And then Japan, uh, they've entered another recession, Mohammed. Yeah, you know, Japan, the economic data, Sakina, has been looking quite patchy recently. Uh, and I don't think it's a surprise to most people in the market that they've actually gone into this recession. If you have a look at the consensus expectation in terms of where uh, they were expecting third quarter growth, they were expecting it to move into negative territory. Uh, so that coming through, uh, it's falling at an annualized rate of just shy of a percent. Uh, and this is significantly worse. The market had expected it to move marginally into contraction. So I think this is going to place pressure on the Bank of Japan to uh, to finally come through with some of the additional stimulus. I mean, we've been expecting stimulus from the Bank of Japan uh, for quite some time, uh, and very surprisingly, they've pushed that out. Uh, they've pushed it out. They've deferred it for a long time. It's kept that yen pretty range-bound for, for, for a while, uh, but I don't think they're going to be able to ignore this uh, recession that's actually come through. I think it's the second recession now since Prime Minister Shinzo Abe has actually come into power. 
uh, and again highlights the fact that the global economy remains very fragile. It goes back to my previous point is that even though the Reserve Bank may actually hike rates, probably if not at this meeting, at the next meeting, uh, if we go too aggressively, we run the risk of exacerbating uh, a growth scenario that remains very poor. The downside risks to growth are not just global, they're domestic, uh, they are rife throughout the economy. Uh, and in that kind of context, we've got to be quite circumspect uh, in terms of providing very contractionary policy uh, policy moves. So, again, maybe I'm talking my book face again. I'm trying to actually just uh, make the point that globally we're not in a happy space. Uh, and this part of risk aversion is causing a lot of noise in the shorter term. Uh, we need to maybe look through that and just try and keep things uh, going at a, a slow and steady pace as they've been going over the course of the last two years.